All right, guys, welcome to the Brotherhood. Um, got Mike, I'm Michael here. Got Mr. John. Got KJ. What's going on, guys? What's good, guys? Good, good. Hey, guys, so we have two special guests in the house with us. Um, John, can you get me the one of Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my girl, Cheyenne, is in the building. <laughs> Cheyenne Jones, she comes from... Rosenberg, Texas, you know. Okay. It's a it's a beautiful lady at our church. Okay. Represents us very well. Okay. For our black ladies. KJ. We've got Sweetie here. Come on. Hype him uh, up. <laughs> she, you know, she's a great person. She I beat her at eight balls. She's horrible. Oh, wow. That, that's wow. false. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we've got Lex here, you know, work. One of the worship leaders here, um, yes. social media activists, all that good stuff. <laughs> yes. Meadville, town hero. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, you would let KJ. <laughs> wow, cool. So we've been talking about the last um, three or four episodes. We've talked about relationships. Yes. And it's been a hot topic. We've had a lot of people since stuff. We've been seeing a spike increase on listeners. From Spotify, Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, pretty much a lot of the major podcasts, and relationship has been one of the huge things that we've, we've noticed that people are are trying to figure out. Um, I know we talked about it last week about hey, why is it such a big thing right now? And then I think y'all both alluded to like hey, well, because of COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I, so um, we brought the ladies in because uh, some people want to know what from a lady's perspective. We took a guess on some stuff. <laughs> like a hard guess. <laughs> we, were like, let's, let's, we would like to assume this is what it is, but we really don't know. And so once we aired it, um, we had a lot of people that uh, sent messages in and were like, hey, this is great and this is cool. And some people say, hey, I re-listened to it and it makes sense. But I'd like to have a woman's take on it. What does that look like? Yeah. And so... So just give us a recap, KJ, like some of the stuff that, that you know, we and we'll lead into. Um, uh, I think one of the biggest things we have talked about is moving on and how soul ties mm-hmm. that that can really hold you back. Mm-hmm. Another thing we had talked about was um, if women should make that first move or if they should initiate the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's been cool. We've got two ladies here and we'll be able to get their point of view on that, have that interaction. It's going to be dope. Oh, John, what you got? Yeah, I think just kind of saying the same, just I think the biggest emphasis was the soul ties, but just figuring out also just what what we want, you know, and um, in the sense of things that we'll tolerate, things that will allow, and just kind of what uh, some some things that you're kind of searching for and what that looks like in a relationship, something that some of those things that you feel like you want in a relationship, so excited to hear some more things about that from their side so we'll lead right into that so ladies um the guys talked about it we talked about it last week and if you didn't listen to it please go listen to it but so what are your some of your expectations um I'll, let me reverse that what season are you in right now you wanna guess? yeah sure um, first off, I want to say it's an honor getting to do this with you guys. Super proud of y'all for going Thank after you. something that, you know, y'all uh, saw vision for. So it's an honor to be here with Shy. Um, she's one of my best friends, Sweet. and we have great conversation, yeah. very honest with each other. So we're excited to share. 
Um, for me, I'm in a relationship. Okay. Um, we were together for like, I think three years. And then I went off to college in a different state and broke up and then came back here and we're back together. Um, so yeah, that's the season I'm in. And I am single. Okay. So I have been single for about five years. Okay. And yeah. Cool. So with that being said, so what are some of your your expectations um, when you're, what do you look for in a relationship? Now, I know people have these real, these unrealistic goals. <laughs> yeah. But what are some things that you look for or you're expecting either if you're in a relationship or if you're not in a relationship, but you're looking for? for that what is that some of the things you look for yeah um I know for me I think it's great that you said unrealistic expectation Mm -hmm. because I feel like just the culture and the world that we live in like the movies like the notebook one of my favorite movies of all time like I just don't think that's realistic you (laughs) know like as much as I wish that it was it's not and I think like women and girls young girls like can look at those movies or read those books and expect a guy to do a b and c when in reality it's not always going to be that way and so um expectations for me um well obviously they have to love the lord because that's not an option um they have to be trustworthy Mm -hmm. um they have to love their family and I, I don't know. I just think of the four core values, like love God. We're going to like pursue freedom together. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and discover your purpose. I think if they know like why they're here on earth mm-hmm. and like who God says that they are, then you'll be able to look for a relationship, you know, because yeah. you don't, I think in relationship, it's not half and half. Like it's two whole people coming okay. together for one. That's and good. so yeah so yeah i would think like just think of those core values and i think even when in your single season you need to have your expectations lined out as well so yeah yeah. that's good and i think for me of course as we have been saying it is loving god first um but one of the biggest things for me is integrity and i'm not just looking for what you can like what you do in front of people i'm looking at what you do behind closed doors because it's a really big deal and i'm like i have lived a long time like with the mask and i'm like i don't because i have so much freedom in that i don't want to go back there so if we are going on this journey of pursuing one another um i don't want i don't want you know what am i trying to say if we're going on this journey of pursuing one another, I don't want like things hidden. Like I want you to yeah. have integrity, you know, when we're alone, I want you to act the same way in front of other people as well. And then, um, I think another one for me is I like to have fun. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. just a really fun person. We, me and Lex, <laughs> we laugh at the craziest things. Like we can see stuff that's not even yeah, funny. And it's like, nobody else will <laughs> laugh at it, but we will. And I mean, I, ju- I just, I love to have fun. You know, I like to travel. Yeah. We like to go and do things. And so I just don't believe relationships should be boring. I think they yeah. need to be fun. I think um, your personality should, it doesn't have to be the same as mine, but I at least want to know that, you know, we can, if I'm the very fun person and you like to stay home, like let's, let's switch out, you know, like let's stay home sometimes and then let's go out. But I just, I like to have fun. So So you, you, you said two questions. Well, you, you gave us two answers, and both of y'all said the same things. And 
course, everybody chime in on this, but ladies first. I want y'all to. So, Lex, you said, Shai, you said passion, pursuit. Mm-hmm. And then Lex said, hey, these are some things that I'm looking for mm-hmm. that are realistic. Okay, so two questions. So, the person that you're with, I'm not saying, so the person that you, that you can see yourself with, is that a long term thing? Do like, when you get in a relationship, are you looking at it as, hey, this, I can see this person? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, for me personally, I don't think we need to date just to date. Like, we're going to date to marry. And I didn't, like, before I really got into, like, church and whatever, I never really thought like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to have fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that caused me a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way to avoid that is... Like, I'm not going to pursue anybody. I'm not going to let anybody pursue me unless I see them in my future. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like, it's going to be, like, a like a love at first sight kind of thing. Right. I think it's just a process of getting to know that person. And I think dating, too, even in our culture, it has just, it's just so different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to go on coffee dates. It's okay to go <laughs> yeah. to lunch. Like, yeah. like, if it's your first time having lunch or coffee with somebody, you're, I, don't, I don't think you're going to know, like, Okay, I'm going to yeah. marry them. Right. Like, it's going to take time. And I, and that's what dating is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll go out to coffee with you. Mm-hmm. But if I see, like, in the next couple of times that I don't see that happening, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you and be upfront and honest about it. So Yeah. And I, I mean, I say the exact same thing. I think um, I just, I don't want to just date just to date. Like, I, okay. I'm, and I'm not saying from the first time that I meet you, oh my God, we're going to get married. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like we, we need to take time to get to know each other. But also, I just, I don't want to play games because my heart doesn't, like, yeah. my heart doesn't know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. my heart feels deeply. And, and I just think that, you know, if we're going to date, we're going to do it on this journey to marriage. And if we're not for each other, that's okay. You yeah. know, it, it's okay. But I just, I don't want to just play games. Right. I, I think it all comes down to just being on, honest yeah. with one another. Like if you're not feeling it, say it. Say it. Cause like, you don't want to get into something <laughs> right. and like let it linger for months. And you know that you've seen these red flags, but you're trying to be hopeful. I right. think sometimes we want to be I hopeful think, yeah, as women. Absolutely. Yeah, because we're like romanticizing. I'm like, he can change. Yeah. And I'm it's like, like you're no, like, sweetheart, yeah. like he's did the same thing like exactly. 10 times. Like, yeah. and you, so, I think you have to, yeah. Right. And well, you agree. just like get to a point where you're like, okay, let me be realistic mm-hmm. that yeah. this is just not going where either one of us needed to go. Not where I, like, it could be something that I want, but it's not something that I need. Yeah. So. And I think it, yeah, I think it just maturity. Like, yeah, you got to be mature enough to have those hard conversations. Right. Yeah. So is there, why, why do you think from, we talked about it, we can hit, hit on it again from a guy's perspective, from, but from a lady's perspective, why is it so hard for us to let things go? We see the red mm-hmm. flags. Yeah. Why is it so far for us? I mean, we know it's wrong. You know, if we hear a pastor, they would say, oh, a pastor was reading my mail. <laughs> but after service is over, we go right back into the yeah. same thing. So what do you think, from a woman's perspective, why is it so hard to let that go? I think it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to fall into comfortability. Like, okay. you've known, let's say, like, you've been dating this person for years. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you've known. And then now, like, you see truth, and it's hard to let that go because it was a part of you. Right. And I think, like, I think y'all hit on it, too, like, soul ties, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not only, like, it's emotional soul ties, too, that can mm-hmm. happen, not just, like, physical. Um, so, yeah, I think it just 
com- like you're comfortable with that person and it's gonna hurt and I don't think like for me like I don't want to experience that hurt yeah. you know and I mean yes and I think for me it's I just don't want to start over you yeah. know I think when like you said when you get comfortable and you have given so much of yourself and you've done all these things thinking that this is where we're going yeah. you just don't want to start over yeah. sometimes because starting over is hard yeah. like it's like you have, you to, have to go open all up the your way heart back all over to square again. one and it's yeah. like Sometimes you just don't want to do that. And so it, it's comfortable and yeah. yeah. Do you feel like it's uh, no one, no one's perfect, but do you feel like it's giving up too quickly? Because some women say, well, yeah. Um, you know, KJ hit it on it last week. Maybe it's the hundred percent to the 101%. Yeah. And so do you think it, you could give up too quickly, too soon? Absolutely. I, yeah. Absolutely. I think because some people get scared Mm -hmm. and they don't want to stick it out. You know, it's like, again, you know, the worldview of love is like, oh, it's going to just be this perfect thing. We're going to meet. We're going to fall in love and run through fields of flowers together. (laughs) And it's like some people just they don't want to they don't want to stick it out. They want the easy route. And I think that now given I think if you see like red flags you need to talk to friends they Mm -hmm. need to meet that person so they can see the things that you may not see because you may be blind to certain things um but I think you know if it's not really red flags because the truth is there it may not even be them it's probably you (laughs) like it's it's probably me and something that God is trying to work out in me and I'm just trying to run right and I think with that too like that's why it's so important to be a whole person like not just a half a person and a half Mm -hmm. makes a whole it's two whole people coming together because the enemy can't stop two whole people he could probably stop two half people but when you are are established and you know who you are in christ Mm -hmm. there's no stopping and so i also think with relationships too i think that's why it's so important to act like to truly ask the lord like is this the person that i'm Mm -hmm. supposed to be with Mm -hmm. so when things get hard it's settled in your heart already that this is the person and we're gonna make it work like whether the good and the bad and the ugly. Yeah, because if you can't handle it now, imagine once you get married. married. Like, yeah. there are going to be harder things once right. you get married. It's not just, like, again, just roses. Like, marriage yeah. is hard. Like, a lot of people that I've known for a long time that's been married for a long time, they say after your second year of marriage is hard. Like, after two mm-hmm. years of being married, mm-hmm. it is Hard, And that's when you have to start doing the work. So if you can do it before and learn how to have a foundation before yeah. you even get married, I think you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you had. I know, I know John and Katie. Katie's great. So just refreshing was the question again for me and KJ. So like the, when do you know when to stop? Like, you know, their their thing was, hey, like, you know, Lex, they both said, hey, you know, it's one of those things where listening to God's voice. But what if, here's the question. What if you don't know what God's voice sounds like? Like, you're a Christian. Yeah. You're doing your thing. You're going good. to church. Yeah. But you really don't know yeah. what God's voice sounds like. And you see red flags, but you're like, mm. I'll try this. I keep trying. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I think it's, well, I think, too, like, the people that you are in your circle, yes. like, they, they speak, speak into, into that. that, you know, just, yeah. you should trust that them they, enough. 
yeah. can hear the voice of God. Because sometimes, like, I don't have all the faith, but the people that I love, they can carry that for me. Yeah. And I can go to them and say, man, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And that's why you have trusted advisors, trusted pastors, mm-hmm. trusted people, wiser people, you know, yeah. in your life to tell you, hey, this is what I see. Mm-hmm. This is what I think. But ultimately, the ball is in your court. Like, they're not going to make the decision for me. They're going to tell me what they see. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I think it's accountability. I think just because you're grown and you're like, oh, I, we can just go out on dates all the time. You don't think you need community, but you do. You need yeah. to be around other people. And who I would, can see yeah, that. and I would even like make your if you're like, like make your relationship public. Like right. don't have it so hidden. Yes. The Beyonce Jay Z type stuff. Yeah, like people know. Yes. They need yeah. to know. Especially like when y'all like when let's say like you first start dating mm-hmm. like make it as public as you can because that holds accountability yeah. as well and i would even say even like if you're not a christian mm-hmm. or you like you said you don't know the voice of god i still think the people in your inner circle yeah. like if you see those red flags that they'll be able to um give that advice of like what really to do right and just to like be clear you're not just talking to anybody like yeah you need to talk to people who have Above been you. through yeah. things that you are trying to yeah. get through like not somebody who hadn't even like had a boyfriend <laughs> yet. honestly it's so funny because, because yes yeah, you need to funny. go you need to go up like you don't yeah. need to go down Council um, up for yeah. sure because it i mean it's just important who you let speak into your life shapes it and yeah. so i don't want somebody telling me like oh it's fine just stay with him like girl no he ratchet i can't be with him you know like, you know like yeah. you just you need people who yeah. can speak into that mm-hmm. kj what do you got to say about you <laughs> he's laughing <laughs> no, so what do you got for it, bro? i agree 100 percent. i just say ultimately um talk to god and um wait for that sign and whatever that sign might be and so i laugh because you know i was dealing with something last week and we were here talking, you know, relationships and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And of course, you, John, and we had Josh, James, y'all, you know, basically said the same thing to me. But when I knew it was confirmation from God was um, like the next day, somebody totally different. There wasn't even a room, literally just like out of nowhere, started talking to me, saying the same thing. Wow. And then, could you not like the next day, somebody else started talking to me, it was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And like I wasn't even on the con- concept of talking to them mm-hmm. about people, relationships, or anything. It was just like everyone started telling me the same thing. And I was like, "Okay, God." Right. <laughs> like I, I get I it. <laughs> and that's when I text you. I'm like, "I'm gonna do it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, just community is definitely important, and um, whatever it is you're doing in life, just get that confirmation from God. Yeah. Yeah. John. No, I I agree because my am I good enough here? People complain about me I'm not talking to the mic. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take it personally. Um, <laughs> oh, is this better? Yes, sir. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Um, I, like I agree. Like lately, just especially for me, I feel like kind of just kind of what you guys are saying. Just God is really talking through people, mm-hmm. and I think same, same, same with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
You need a relationship. I had an entanglement. I had Okay, so, you know, you know I got to put this John had an original. I got to make a little rest. Yeah, it's a round table. I had the first church entanglement. Um, anyway. Um, but in the sense, like, okay, like, there is no, no, no. Okay, anyway, I'm going to get No entanglement. Just get, yeah, keep going. But in the sense of saying that, um... It's a lot of the time, like I I know I know certain times when God is really speaking to me. Okay. Yeah. But sometimes John chooses not to listen and mm-hmm. to try to push that out because like mm-hmm. you were saying, like you develop that connection with that person. You may even create not necessarily a soul tie based on sex, but like mm-hmm. a soul tie emotional, because of the yeah, kind of emotional sure. soul tie with that person. And I think a good point Michael has made is just like, you know, you you start developing some of their mannerisms and mm-hmm. you really just kind of start vibing off of that person. But I'm so glad that I had people around me that yeah. had not only been through it, but weren't afraid to, weren't afraid to tell me no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've been surrounded by so many people in my life that had told me yes, that when people like Michael and people like Jared and Nico, they're able to speak into my situation and just straight up tell me, no yeah and like that's that's so that's so comforting and such a peace around it to have people around you that genuinely care enough about you to really mm-hmm. want the best for you because mm-hmm. i think those people that always tell you yes i feel like sometimes not that they don't care it's like they don't care enough yeah. <laughs> and i think that's just so good like god god placed those people in your life for a reason right. to speak into your life like that right. so yeah. I, I, I'm so grateful for that. And I think that I, I agree with you guys 100% that, that that's very important. Mm-hmm. So next question is, what do you, what would you ladies say is the hardest thing being a Christian woman? Let me rephrase that. What would you say is the hardest thing as a Christian woman you have to face in the church and in the world? Mm. That's, mm-hmm. a that's a good question. That is a really good question. Shy got it first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think for me, being a Christian woman in the church, um, I've had the opportunity to lead at high levels, you know, at church. And um, it's been great. Like, I really believe our pastor empowers women to lead. You know, that's why you see a lot of women in Mm -hmm. leadership more than you see men. And that's not just in my church. That's globally, you know. Um, but I think the hardest thing for me is, um, and this is just because I'm, I'm younger, I'm 25 and it's being comfortable knowing that God has called me to lead, not just my own age group or my generation, but I can lead older women. I can lead mid-age women. I can lead women who have children. I can lead women who've been widowed, like just all across the board. And so it's hard because there's insecurities. It's like, do they think I'm not smart enough for this? Do they think because I haven't been through this or I don't have kids that I wouldn't understand? But I've just learned that if God has called me to it, then he, he called me there for a reason. And so I think that's my personal hardest struggle, you know, being a Christian woman in church. Um, and I, as far as the world, not, not that I've personally, uh, like have faced this I mean before BC I did but I think now (laughs) it's 
it's so hard being a woman in the world because people, they want to label you what they want to label you. And so because I have a past, like everybody else, um, they don't see me through the eyes of Christ. They see me as the girl that used to do A, B, and C. And it's hard because it's like, then you start getting insecure. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I know I don't live that life anymore, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not like temptation doesn't, you know, come. Yeah. And right, so right. I think that's probably one of my hardest struggles. And sometimes I'm like, oh God, please don't let me run into people I knew from back in the day. <laughs> because sometimes you're like, are they going to really believe that I'm a Christian? Mm. Are they going to really think that my life has changed? And so I think that's, you know, one of my biggest. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Do you mind repeating the question one more time? So, yeah, sure. Um, So what what do you feel is the hardest thing as a Christian woman? Is this uh, related to dating or just in general? In general? general? Yeah. Yeah. So I would really agree on the, like the whole past kind of thing and like how people see you because like I even think of Jesus like Jesus really wasn't accepted in his hometown like they would like you're the carpenter's son mm-hmm. like whatever and I think it's the same way for us like it's it's I don't know I don't know how to say it like it's almost like you're afraid of what the people who knew you yeah. like like I was not the best person in high school you know like like I like I went to a couple parties here and there like and I became like a like, I always knew God, but I didn't have a relationship with him until, like, maybe my senior year of high school. Um, and so it's weird to, like, I'm, I lead worship. I, like, I lead, like, young girls in our student ministry. Um, and so, I mean, I think the thought does play in my mind, like, what do, like, the people I went to, like, parties with, like, think of me now? And so I think the pressure of what other people think, but also, like, realizing that God is a redeemer. Okay. Mm. And like, if he doesn't see my past, I shouldn't see it either. Like it is like, I got a clean slate when I accepted Jesus into my heart. Um, and then I think in the church, um, I think just being a, a woman in general is, is hard. And I don't know if that's biased or, but I feel, I feel that way. And I even like, I don't know, like, in being young, too, like, I'm 22, and, like, I help out with our students, worship, social media, and I think some, like, uh, how do I put this? Like, even in the Bible days, like, not many women led, and so I think some people are stuck in that old mentality of women can't lead in the church, and it's like, no, we can. Like, when, when Jesus died on the cross, like, it wasn't just... For the male species, <laughs> like we're here too, yes. and so, so yeah, I would think that too. And being young, uh, yeah. like I have people on on like the team that I help lead that are way older than me, and I think that can be an insecurity at times too. But then at the end of the day, it's like God wouldn't have put me in that position if I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And so, just accepting the fact that like God is using me, like yeah. whether I'm young, old girl boy like he he uses who he uses and we're called so and I even just like I had a thought in my head when I was talking about Mm -hmm. when you were talking about um when we both mentioned like just leading in general as a as a woman I think that there are times that 
guys will get insecure yeah. when a woman is leading something and it's like you know oh she's like head honcho or whatever and they are you know stepping into their journey or whatever and I think even then it's hard as a woman because you're like well I don't want to be seen as this masculine person like I'm just, yeah, yeah. Like, I just this yeah. is just what I'm called to no, do this is just mm-hmm. who I am and so right. I think that can be a big insecurity for me because I'm like Yes, you know, I am leading at a high level, but I'm also human. <laughs> like, right. Like, like give me, I have emotions, I have feelings, <laughs> right. like, you know, I'm not just mm-hmm. whatever. So, I think that's, yeah. That's really good. I like your sunglasses. <laughs> Thank you. I keep these on. These block out the haters. <laughs> What's the question again? So, so why do why do you... I'm going a little bit deeper. I'm ready. But why is it so hard for people to? You have people who want to get in relationships, right? That's yeah. obvious. And you have some people who are they're scoping and hoping. Okay. So why is it so hard for people to one either get into a relationship or two? Why is it so hard for people to eliminate a lot of the garbage? Mm. All right. So why is it so hard for people to get in a relationship? Yeah. What do you think? Because right. some people say I'm perfect. Like I, I, I have a great job. I'm doing this and that. But you know, I'm so mentally. Things. Why is it so hard yeah. for that person? What do you think is so uh, hard? I think one, it probably has to do with a lot of self issues that you're trying to deal with, and when that happens, I think you look at it as one of two ways. One. Hey, there's a lot going on with me right now. I don't need to be in a relationship. Let me get myself together. Or um, because you're so hurt, you're like, oh, I'm good. I don't need anybody. And every every man or every woman, whoever you're into, oh, they're, they're just trash. So I don't need to be in a relationship. Just me and Jesus. Okay. John. Repeat that question for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so why do you think it's like, so, so you have a lot of people who are like, hey, I want to be in a relationship, but... I'm doing me, I'm good, and there's nothing wrong with me, but they, they're not on my level, so I guess I'm not, I can't be in a relationship. Like, why do you think it's that? I think, I think it kind of, there has been lots of problem sometimes. It's just, I'm trying to phrase this perfectly. That's why I, I take time to think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess in a sense, it, it, the way I see it, it's like, you know, sometimes when you think you got it all going on, you don't necessarily do. Mm-hmm. And maybe, it's mm, a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just, I think sometimes it just takes a little bit of like, just humbling ourselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, I think it's okay to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and that's tough for a lot of people. Okay. And so I think instead of being vulnerable, we put up this wall. And so that instead of it's, it's not me that's preventing myself from getting a relationship, it's everybody else. And I think it's just, if, uh, if there was a lot more vulnerability in that person and understanding where they're at and where their situation is and what everything else looks out around them, I think they're, I think they would be, better able to approach it. Approach it. Ah, English, John. 
approach a relationship better. Or, I don't know if that makes sense. I was trying to put the words together. Ladies? Yeah, I mean, I think KJ and John are both right, but as I was listening to them, I could only think of this one word. And for me, it's commitment. And I feel like there are a lot of layers to that. Like, even though, you know, when I, even when I get in a relationship, I'm still going to have to work on myself. Right. But I have to be committed to working on myself. I can't just get to this point and say, that's it. I've yeah. grown. I got over this thing because there's going to be something else that comes up. And yeah. I'm committing if I'm not like, per, like, not good with finances. Well, I'm committed to getting my finances in order. If, you know, whatever it is, I think for me, it's just, just be committed. Like you don't, you don't have to be perfect to be in a relationship. You just need to be committed. Like just commit to doing this and running this race. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's me. Like, some, like, <laughs> commitment scares like sometimes mm -hmm. scares me mm -hmm. and I think too it goes back to the relationships that you've seen like whether it be as a child like your parents marriages mm -hmm. or you know your aunt and uncles and how the, their relationship kind of works like commitment is a huge deal yeah and I definitely feel like people feel the weight of that and going back to like what you said about how people um like our what's the word um dang it You just said it that it, it made me want to say something, but I forget. Okay, I'll just say this that it's okay to be content in your right. in being single. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the place where it goes back to you being okay with maybe not being in a relationship right now. Mm -hmm. I, and I and it's so cool because I feel like that's kind of like how God works. Like it's like, are you gonna be con like? okay if it's just you mm -hmm. like let's see how you work when it's just you and mm -hmm. me and then I think God loves to just kind of yeah. add that person in yeah. you know yeah. and um that's what I was I think that's what I was gonna say like it's okay to be con what's is that am I saying it right content yeah, yeah. yeah. like it's okay to it's okay to be that way but I think at the end of the day too everybody has wants to be wanted mm -hmm. and right. everybody wants to be have that person they can come home to or spend those times with and so I think it's just going down to be honest with yourself like it's going if you want to be in a relationship like you're going to have to be vulnerable you're going to like love is sacrifice like yes. you're going to have to sacrifice some things whether it be time or whatever like your preferences so um yeah that's good yeah. what do you think Michael because Michael was chill the whole time. Yeah, like, what you think? What you think? But like Michael has like the fire, bro. So I agree with everything. I do. I definitely do believe it's you have to be content in your journey. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Is we all have this journey that we're walking on, and God knows what we want, but God will not interfere. Yeah. with anything that we don't allow them to get involved in. Right. Wow. And I think that's the biggest thing because we can say we want a relationship, but it's like, okay, like, is he involved in that? Or you just say, God, I want a relationship, but I'm not. It's kind of like you go to a bank, investor, you talk to investors. Hey, this is what I want to do. I, make some, I want to make some money moves. Okay, cool. We'll do that. But <laughs> right. where's your money? Right. right. You like, what do you have something. to show? Yeah. 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 Give me something so I can make some moves with it. And I think that's the biggest thing. We talked about a little bit earlier is that 
it's cool to have, you know, we all know what we what we want in a relationship, but the wants and needs are two different things. Yeah. And what we need is something that's more gratifying and satisfying mm-hmm. because wants and needs are way off the charts. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is when you look at it from a standpoint of we ask, hey, why is it so hard for relationships? I think it's one of those things where sometimes we're... we're we're not content and comfortable with ourselves. Yeah. Right, right. That's yeah. so good. And so we're like, oh, I got to fix me mm-hmm. or there's something's wrong with me. And, yeah. Or as Lex said earlier, you've, you've experienced something in the past and it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it could be for one of those things where you can have this person that's standing right there in front of you mm-hmm. and you don't even see it because of something that happened right. with mm-hmm. the previous relationship. Yeah. And so... KJ said it last week, and I listened. I, I mean, I listened to all the podcasts over right. here. And <laughs> KJ said something like, "What about the hundred and one percent? Like, yeah, you want yeah. that person to give you a hundred and one percent, and you're like, they're not giving me anything, so I'm out. Like, forget this." Yeah. Um, but when you do get in a relationship with people, I'm not saying people are perfect, mm-hmm. but you gotta. And we've all said the same thing: the red flags. Yeah. We always always want to be Mother Teresa, and we want to try to say we can facts. Fix yeah. <laughs> And how can we do it? And so sometimes guys will hold on to stuff because we're like, that's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. We can try right. to fix this. The girls are like that too. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things like, it's a pride thing. Yeah. So that leads me to the next question is, so that being said, if you're in a relationship with someone, when do you, when do you know? Yeah. I think it just takes time, like. Like four years, six years, uh, twelve years. I, I think it just depends on you, okay. and I think for me, me and my relationship, like we started dating when we were in high school, okay. and like obviously, like he checks off like my checklist, okay. and but we're so young. Like mm-hmm. I was seventeen, he was like fit, he's two years younger than me, which is hilarious. Um, cause I said I would never date anybody younger, yeah. but here I am. I know he's, he's amazing. And, um, I think just seeing him come alive with like church and all of that, like it just, I've never seen that before. Um, and so I think for me, what was the question again? I'm so sorry. I got no, off track. So like, what do you, what oh, when do you know? Like, like, yeah. Do you know? So it's so obviously like we did in high school, super young in I think that like we talked about marriage, we talked like that's what we wanted, but we were just so young. And so as we got older and obviously like we broke up for, for I think a year when I moved to college and that's when I like, I went on and I can say this because I've talked to him about it. Like I went on dates, I went on coffee dates, I went to dinner, like I did that with other people and like I sat across a table and I could tell myself like I don't I don't see it with this person. Mm-hmm. Like the person that I'm dating now, which is the person I was dating mm-hmm. year like whatever, he set the bar so high. Mm-hmm. And I I'm the kind of person like I'm so indecisive, that's my personality, like it's just hard for me to commit. Like commitment scares the heck out of me. And as I was like going on these dates, like I I had to sit back and I realized like I don't see myself growing old with anybody but that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I knew is when I took that year 
because I thought I had the idea of like, yeah, I'm going to college. Like I'm going to meet so many great guys, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Just because they're in Bible college does not mean like they got it all together. <laughs> or like, church. For real. <laughs> Like, just to be real. And so I think that's when, like, I I just, like, I knew, like, I truly don't see myself growing old with anybody but that person. And I think just bringing people into those conversations, like I had a conversation with um, some people above me, like, this past week, and just asking them that question, like, how do you, how do you know? And one of them told me, like, you have to ask God to settle it in your heart. Why? Because when things get hard, you go back to God's promise of God, you told me that was my person. Wow. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lex said <laughs> it perfectly. I think it really does depend on who you are. You know, if you meet someone and y'all date for six months and you're like, I know that this is my person, hey, go for it. If, you've, if that's what God... Um, if you brought God into the relationship, like you said, Michael, um, and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, hey, I mean, go for it. Um, If you date for a year and you're like, okay, now we're ready, now I'm ready, do it. Me personally, um, no one in my family, so my mom has like 20 brothers and sisters, and out of those 20 brothers or sisters, I think like three of them has have is married and so my mom has never been married but she has you know relationships that she will be in for like 10 years or whatever um and then you know eventually it it won't work out because I grew up seeing that I settled in my heart that if you know me and this person date like within a year I at least want us to know like yeah. Do we know that yeah. we know that yeah. this is something that we want to pursue? Yeah. Now, everybody else's preference is different. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. me, I'm like, I don't want to wait 10 years because right. after 10 years, I mean, I didn't invest in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else what I got left? <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> what else? You know? And so the fact, and, and that is like, having to start all over again 10 years Mm -hmm. I mean and for me as a child I love this I love this guy like I was like he's my dad you know Mm -hmm. like my second dad Mm -hmm. and so for me I I just I can't do it I I don't want to wait that long I think people know like they know but again it's commitment and so when you know I mean at the end of the day, just make the decision. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I can be indecisive too, but when I know that I know that I know, then I have to act on it. Yeah. So, and the, uh, I've talked to somebody too, and they gave great advice. They basically said like, not everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Like not like you don't have to have all the money right now. You yeah. don't have to have like the apartment or yeah. house that you want to live yeah. in. Like none of that has to be planned out. Yeah. Like right. at the end of the day, it's is God. Did God? Say that y'all are supposed to be together. Right. Yes or no. Yeah. And then you just move forward. Yeah. So I think too, that's like for me, it's like we have to have money. Like we have to especially in in from a girl's perspective, the guy, like thinking that I need to have my 401k, I need to have all this money saved up. I need to like be able to pay for a twenty thousand dollar wedding. Like I need to be able to buy her these cars. Mm -hmm. No, like how about we, like just we just build it together? You. Like, you know, like, how about right. we just do it together? You know, right. of course, I'm looking at, like, your 
your values and like where you're headed in life and if god has called us together two or two is better than one like i would i would rather us fight this together i would rather us get out of debt together mm-hmm. i would i do think you know you need to go in a relationship that free but whatever yeah, yeah, you know sure. but yeah. if if god has called you together like let's just do it together mm-hmm. like i don't want to wait yeah. Why? right so. so i have a question why is it that ladies make it so hard for guys to approach them yeah. Like, y'all make it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm like, how do we? I'm like, how are we supposed to answer this? Oh, no, like, oh. how is it, why is it that it's. Come on. It, I mean, it had a, somebody message me. They were like, hey, look, podcasts are great, but why is it that I'm listening and I'm doing everything that I'm hearing the podcast and I'm trying, but. Women are so so pro- hard to approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I try to get a read off of them, and I, I just can't. <laughs> oh like, man! Why is it? And, and these are women in the church. Yeah, yeah. Not in the world. So why is it that it's hard for you know? Because he's like, hey, I'm looking for a woman that's in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want a woman out in the world. Mm-hmm. So why is it so hard? Why do y'all make it so hard? Like, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like we want to be pursued. Like, yeah. if you want, if you show interest, show me that you're interested. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a pause on everything. Hold up, hold up. But don't be pursued. <laughs> no, I'm not saying like peek around the corner. Like, no. Well, I will say this. So like we that. talked about it last week. <laughs> so we talked about it last week, and we we were like, hey, culture has changed things yeah. so much in the last 20 years to where it's like women are you see you kind of you kind of said it a little bit like women are at the, like the alpha like the women yeah, are yeah for sure and so for a lot of guys they're kind of they're like yeah. they're like Ooh. they're in a they're in a, a powerful position yeah mm-hmm. especially if they're in the church mm-hmm. and they're out leading and mm-hmm. they, like you said earlier like that can be kind of intimidating when yeah. a guy sees a woman that's in a, in a big position and mm-hmm. they're like oh I would like to pursue that person but I'm a little intimidated by it yeah yeah. but why is it that it's so hard to approach women in the church you got a good Christian brother <laughs> come on. in the church goes Wholesome. to every every uh, single connect group yeah there is. team rallies yeah <laughs> And he, he can't get a smile. He there, he there on Saturday, said stuff on this. No God bless you. No God bless you. you, you know. Know. <laughs> Nothing. So, why is that? Like, yeah. why is it? Okay, so I actually, that's really a great question, Michael. Like, mm-hmm. I really think that uh, if you are a woman and you're listening, listen. <laughs> I just, you know, listen to a female uh, pastor and she's so, she's so good. Like she's, she talks about singleness and just dating in general. And one of the things that she recently said on her message was that you're asking for a husband, but you're sitting over there with your legs crossed and your face frowned up. Mm. Oh, wow. And it's wow. like, how are you even making yourself approachable? Wow. Yeah. And for me, I felt attacked because, <laughs> because, Going back to what we've been saying, like, there are insecurities, not only just on the guy's side, but on a woman's side, too. Like, regardless if you're insecure, like, okay, am I going to be too dominant for him? Am I going to be, you know, is he going to be expecting this pretty little princess? And, you know, I tell it like it is or just all these things. And I think 
it's hard because we don't make ourselves available and it's not like hey you know just let me tell you i'm single and i'm ready to mingle but it's like make yourself available walk by say hi flip your head you know give a little smile you know i i think it's not just like and don't look at it like the worldview like i'm flirting look at Mm -hmm. it as if like I am a woman and I am embracing my yeah. feminist side. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a woman, yeah. and so if you want a husband, like you need to act like you want a husband. <laughs> and I'm talking to myself yeah. because there has been many times where I really truly believe this, and I've never even admitted. So you guys get the first. Oh, um, smells red tape. Breaking, this is Justin. I really think that I have missed moments of opportunities because i've been in my own little like my box and i'd never i never made myself available Mm -hmm. i really truly believe that and there i mean of course you grieve it because you're like man i i really think i missed it this time Mm -hmm. god but then you just you take it and you're like okay what can i do now like Mm -hmm. how can i make myself better because even though us as women we want to be pursued you got to show that you want to be pursued it's it's like um it's like uh, Naomi. Like she went to the not Naomi. Am I saying is it Naomi or Ruth? Ruth. Is it Ruth? She went to the field. She mm-hmm. took yeah. action. She mm-hmm. went to the fields to of course do work, but she made her she also made herself available. Yeah. You know, That's and, good. and That's so good. for me, I don't want to say I want a husband and stay in my house and be binging Netflix all day, every day, <laughs> yeah. you know? But yeah. I think you just yeah. you have to move, you have to make yourself available, you yeah. have to show that I'm, you know. I'm open, you know, mm-hmm. and no, I'm not perfect, but I'm open. Right. And I will even go back to, it's okay to go on dates. Mm-hmm. Like, I think for me, I was stuck in the mindset of, I'm not going to go out unless I know you're my husband. And the truth is, you're not going to know. <laughs> like, it's, uh, and ladies, yes. if you're hearing this, it's yeah. okay to say yes to coffee. It's yeah. so, it's okay to say yes to lunch. Yes, like, it's, <laughs> ladies, John, like, it's okay. Oh, hey, John, <laughs> it's okay, John. <laughs> it's okay like yeah. like yes. i i if i felt that way i feel like a lot yeah. of girls probably feel that yeah. way like it's okay to go on dates yeah. and going back to like what you said what were you saying <laughs> give me a second anyways yeah like it's it's okay to, right. to want that and it's okay to say yes to dates yeah for um, sure can you repeat the question no so yes yeah, basically like why is it so hard to oh, approach women in church? Yeah. Like, you got a good Christian guy who's, you know, at every event, yeah. known the man for the church. Yeah. And and I think, like, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, your wants and your needs are different. Like, mm-hmm. my wants is a 6'5 quarterback, but... <laughs> None of us are <laughs> right. Right. Yep. So it's a it's unrealistic that's like that's where it's like listen some things are unrealistic and you need to let some of that go and what i've actually found is that some of these things on my checklist in quotes it's like those right. are just things that god never even spoke to me that's mm-hmm. just something that i'm like mm-hmm. this is what seen on the notebook yeah. or <laughs> want to remember right and it's like yeah. what i think i want 
it's completely different from what I need. Yeah. You know, and and I would even say this to like the girls, like you catch fish in the pond that you're fishing in. Right. Like that's good. <laughs> what like what better place yeah. to find like godly Christian men? Mm-hmm. Oh my note. Like in the church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so I would say like go on dates. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. It, like you don't I don't know. I feel like the culture is just like if you go on dates, like you're labeled mm-hmm. as this or whatever. And right. it's like, like no, I just want to get to know the person yeah. before I commit. Like mm-hmm. commit to like yeah. a re- growing and being in a relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a guy, like I think you kind of have to remember two things at the same time. Like you're a good Christian man. Like you know, like you know that about yourself. So I think one, you have to be okay with the two letter word no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. it. There's nothing wrong with it, and I think also when I think Cheyenne really touched on it because there's some vulnerability here, and I don't like doing it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but like when you, man, I can even speak for myself. Like as like a new Christian just yeah. getting to the church, it was intimidating. Mm-hmm. You you see, especially at Anchor Bend, there's so many women in power. And, and it's an amazing thing to see. And naturally, as a Christian man coming into that situation, like you see a lot of beautiful women mm-hmm. at the same time, like they're where they are. Mm-hmm. So that's naturally going to be intimidating. But I think along my journey, I've realized that you really kind of have to develop the confidence of what God's placed you on this earth to do as well. I think once you find that, once you find that confidence, once you find that confidence in your purpose, you know that you bring value. Mm -hmm. So I think whenever you go up and you're approaching somebody that's in leadership, like, no, like, I can bring something to the table too. Like, I'm powerful. Like, I have something special inside me. And even though she's at the position that that she is, that's God's gift for her. And I love that about her. I think that's a really important thing. Like, you really have to Understanding that is somebody. That's my stomach. Sorry. <laughs> Understanding that that person is in leadership, mm-hmm. and, and that's somebody that you want to talk to. That you really have to really enjoy and love the gifts that God has gave her. Right. That's like so good. that that's really is that's important. So good. And I think once you find comfortability in that, like man, just like man, that person's awesome. Let me go talk to her. Shoot my shot. He says no. It's okay. Yeah. Right. We, you, you find. Not. I'm not saying go out here picking and choosing, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but if you if you find somebody attractive and you see them as a good person, you feel like you can meet them. If that's something that you want to get to know better, mm-hmm. like be okay with shooting your shot. And if she says no, yeah. it is perfectly fine. Right. That just puts you one step so closer. Good. I think that's so good, John. Because mm-hmm. I had a thought. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. I had a thought earlier this week, I guess, because as we were preparing for this, I was like, what is like one thing that I have learned about relationships, like dating relationships? And for me, I was like, kind of what you said, um, like if the the worst thing they can say is no. Well, I think that sometimes when a guy does shoot their shot and the girl says no, they're taking it as rejection and it's like there's this insecurity and they're hurt and then their pride and ego get in the way but I would just say that 
if you are a man of God and she says no, then you need to trust that God is speaking to her and that, wow. that that this is not it. Not as like, it's just rejection. It's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You need to just trust that the Holy Spirit is leading her and that that is not your person and that is okay. That's you know, good. that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know? I think in my opinion, I, I, I think that I think why what you said is so good is because the women that I've asked out and they've said no, God revealed to me why I wasn't that yeah, person right. for them. And that was the crazy part. It's like I didn't see it initially. Mm-hmm. But as things went on, as time went on, it doesn't change the beautiful person that she is. Right. Don't change the amazing person that she mm-hmm. is. But God reveals exactly why yeah. y'all two weren't supposed to be mm-hmm. together. Right. Because I think the biggest thing you gotta figure mm-hmm. out too is that you're you could be potentially taking Mm. Someone else's gift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's one of the things that we drop out. Like, Man, God ain't in it. Like, God, he, he, but it's like, hey, you know, like, no, this is not, if you truly, and the thing is, if you truly ask God, God, I give this all to you and I trust mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, God, yeah, no, nah, this ain't, like, I'm trying, I'm doing this. And if we're really listening to God, and we talked about it a couple of weeks back, how you know God's voice is when you spend time with him. Because he's always speaking about any and everything. Some of the most simplest things. If we're not listening to what he's telling us, and we're trying to do our own thing, and it doesn't work, it's like, yeah, God ain't in it. Like, no. And then it's, it's like what you said earlier, it's like, maybe that's not what you're supposed to, that's not yours. That's someone else's. And I've got something else. And she, he or she may be in California. Like, who's right, to say? Right, right. But I think if we stay on the journey mm-hmm. and we do what God has us on this journey, Mr. Right or Mrs. Right will come right along yeah. Yeah, that's and cool. work with you and say, hey, you know what? I support right. your vision, what you're doing. Right. And we work together towards that. Right. And okay. I think, too, like, God ultimately knows our desires that we mm-hmm. have. Like, he put yeah. them there. Like, mm-hmm. he knows them. And so he knows the desire that we as women have to have that husband or like you as men to have that wife. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just boils down to like, are we going to trust him with that? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a part of our lives that we like to cling to. Mm -hmm. Like we say, God, I give you everything, but not this part. Mm -hmm. Like I want to keep this part Mm -hmm. like really safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And I think it just boils down to trust that we got to trust that God like he knows what we like our desires he knows our heart mm-hmm. and he will bring that when the time is right why is it so hard for us to i want all y'all ask answer this so why is it so hard for us to pray up this prayer god whatever's in my life <laughs> take it away because <laughs> yeah <laughs> when we pray those prayers or he got whatever and even i'll even take it a step further it's hard to pray a prayer hey god what what you have for me I'm open to it because we can say we're open to it, but it's like it's really close you said off. earlier. Yeah. If it don't come in the package that you want, yeah. He ain't six five. He ain't a quarterback for yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys fan. Oh, uh, um, right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and he's five eleven or five ten. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He works in you know downtown. Like, why? Like, why? Why is it like? Yeah, I think it's so, so this story in the Bible came to my mind when you, when you asked that. And I think it's because we expect things to happen on our terms. Like we want it to look this way and God, God ain't like that. 
Like, I think of the story of the blind man. Yeah. Like, he, Jesus asked him, like, what do you need? Like, obviously, he's blind. Like, yeah. he wants to see. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus, like, spits in his eye. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's how the blind man expected mm-hmm. God to heal him. Like, God, Jesus so. could have literally, like, spoke it. Mm-hmm. But he spit, like, he chose to spit on his, like, spit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not always going to happen. <laughs> how we expect it to happen mm, yeah. and i think us like as christians like and just as people in general like just need to know like the way we expect it to look it's it's that's just not how it's gonna mm. look and that's okay because god's ways are higher than our ways yeah, yeah. um i mean she hit it right on the nail i think like at the end of the day um it is hard to let stuff go because you a want to be in control or uh, b you just you don't have trust mm-hmm. and i mean that's just that's the faith walk you know mm-hmm. doing it without knowing yeah. and and i can say that that has been the hardest thing for me you know for my personality mm-hmm. for one it's just learning how to let things go you know regardless whether it's like a fight you know mm-hmm. or uh, sometimes even a friendship, you know, I mean, it's hard when you've built something for so long. Um, whatever it is, I think you just have to trust that. It's gonna, it reminds me of like that picture that, you know, we've all seen when um, Jesus is handed, this little girl has a bear, yeah, the little yeah. bear, and Jesus is asking for it, and he has the bigger bear yeah. behind his back, and she just has to trust that he has something better for her. Yeah, I mean, that's better. just, that. I really feel like that's the picture of all of our lives. It's just like, we have to just trust that God has something better for mm-hmm. us even though it may not seem like that in the moment mm-hmm. he really is just like working it out wow. and that's just how I see it yeah. I think honestly man like oh I'm sorry <laughs> it's a constant problem um can you repeat the question again it's just so much fire that so <laughs> like what you, as far as when it comes to um like we 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 don't pray the prayer of God, whatever is in my life, take it out. Like remove things that are in my life, remove it out. And then the flip side of that, God, what you have for me, bring that in. Because that could be very scary. Yeah. I think I think that's just it. Just that fear of actually having something that God really I, mean, I can even say that. I think I feel like the best the things that I say that I feel like really are the best things that I say are sometimes when I'm just being the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And in this case, like I can say, I'm sometimes I'm scared of really having God's best for me, and I hate to admit yeah. that, but well, it's just like, what would that what that look like? <laughs> like I know what it would look like, mm-hmm. but it's just like that idea is scary, mm-hmm. and you know it's all about that faith walk, mm-hmm. like. At the end of the day, I'm gonna continue to walk that faith despite that fear. But I think sometimes we can let that fear overwhelm us of actually having something good, something that is blessed by God. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a whole different thing. Like mm-hmm. that's, that that by itself is just a powerful thing. So just speaking, for, it may just be me and mm-hmm. it may be some other people too, but I think that's something that I constantly have to fight and walk past and pray about and move forward mm-hmm. with. DJ. Uh, no, 
It's kind of what everybody's saying. It's a fear. Because the problem is, especially when you start asking God to do stuff with your wife, mm-hmm. a lot of times it doesn't happen the way that you expect it. Mm-hmm. And usually when a blessing or something comes along, there's going to be a little bit of heartbreak. And yeah. there's there's going to be a storm mm-hmm. before the calm comes. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think most people, especially Christians that have a good relationship with God, have a good understanding that... Um, when you ask God to do something, it's a two-part relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't need you to do anything. Like he could snap, and yeah. we could be made out of cotton candy. Yeah. Like you know, he can do whatever. <laughs> but he chooses to have Sorry. us evolve yeah. into the situation. So yeah. you know, he's like, "I'm gonna do my part, but you gotta do your part." And usually, we don't want to do our part. So it's like, all right, instead of asking God for help, let me go figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. I think you said last week, um, you know, when you go into a store and instead of asking for somebody where something is, you rather just go and try to find it. And then we spend like an hour looking for it just to realize we can't find it. Then asking somebody, hey, where is this? When you could have just asked the guy right in the store, you could have been out in five minutes. But mm-hmm. because we didn't want to ask. Go to the source. Yeah. Right. Or we just wasted time. So we used to call those scary prayers. So it was three years ago. Three years ago, um, um, there's a guy named Nick Nielsen who was talking about praying scary prayers. I'm like, okay, let's, mm. let's see what this series is going to yeah. be about. Dear okay. Boogeyman, <laughs> <laughs> please scare Derek from down the And so I'm like, okay, let's see what this is going to be about. So he, he begins to go, and he's talking, he's, he's going into these conversations, and then he says, like, there's some people out here right now that you 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 – you need to pray what we call scary prayers. Um, and what that looks like is God, whatever is in my life that's not of you or that's hindering me from getting to my next, yeah. take it out. Hmm. And so for me, I like a challenge. I'm like, okay, let's. You said say less. I said, <laughs> let me say this prayer real quick. And he's, after he was done, he kept going. Preaching off his notes. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me go ahead and say this prayer real quick. Took me about like a minute. Done. Kept doing my little thing in church, taking my notes, leaving out of the church. A lot of the stuff, just random stuff, relationships, yeah. everything was just like, yeah, no, I can't do this. And I got mad. Like, I'm like, I think it was the, the more the, the pride person in me was like, nah, uh-uh, this ain't right. This, But God was like, bro, what are you mad for? <laughs> like, what you literally prayed for, I did. So what's the yeah. problem? And then for me, it was one of those things. I'm like, <sighs> you right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, God. Yeah. So he was like, and I think it's one of those things of trusting the process. Yeah. And it's, I think when you listen, it's it's really trusting the process. Like I we said it last week. I'm one of those people now. I'm at I'm 34 years old now. I really I'm I'm not the person that I'm sitting on the passengers in the passenger side. I'm not even a co-pilot. And your best friend. I'm just sitting in the back seat and I'm just like, God, wherever you have me go, yeah. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying the ride. If you have me, hey, we got to stop off right here. And I need you to work on some things to get you to that next. And I think we don't, you got to be really clear what you know what your next looks like. Because mm-hmm. if you really don't, you'll be going in circles. Right. And you'll see the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I think it's really, it's easier said than done. And I've only prayed that prayer twice. And I'm like, 
probably like, pray the prayer again. Right? <laughs> You're like, I'm kind. I don't know. Yeah, but it's because it's the, the 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 human nature of the person is like, yeah. Should I should I do it or should I not? And and that's it's tough. Yeah, it's it, tough. It's funny you bring that up because when I like rededicated my life to Jesus my senior year, like I prayed a bold prayer like that, like God rid me of the friends that I don't need and replace them with the ones that I do. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, <laughs> they dropped my flies. Like, like I wish I was joking, but when I say like the close friends that I had, like they were like just acting so weird mm-hmm. around me. Like I ended up like not even like sitting at the same lunch table as these friends that like I've had since kindergarten. And like they were the friends that obviously like went to like parties with and like hung out with. And I remember my senior year, like at the beginning of it, just like bawling, like, God, I don't have any friends. Oh my gosh. But when I look at it now, I met like Cheyenne through the like when I started getting involved mm-hmm. with church, like mm-hmm. I met Cheyenne, I met Joanna, mm-hmm. like I met Pastor Zelda, Pastor Phillips, like mm-hmm. I met these people like Vanessa mm-hmm. Hill and Vanessa Bautista, like mm-hmm. they replaced those Mm -hmm. like those friends that I didn't need in Mm -hmm. my life and I think that's the beauty of God like he's not gonna take and just take yeah he's always gonna take and he's gonna give yeah because that's who he is yeah I was I was sitting in a church um it's my old home church Uh, I was there for 13 years and I'm sitting in the in the auditorium and guy named by the name uh, Brett Jones he's he's like a lot of you guys a lot of people right now that's under the sound of my voice God wants you to take you places. He's got so much to do, but he's not going to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm like, yeah. Then I'm like, well, why is he not going to do it? He's like, <laughs> some of y'all need to have a friendectomy. Ooh. And me, I'm the type of person, I, I, I'm like, I need friends. Same. Right. I got to have people around yeah. me, and I got to roll deep. We roll to places. Like, we're going into malls. It's like a squad. Five, yeah. Six, five, six, you know? Right. And we're like, are y'all some like music people? No, we're, we're just. Oh, oh yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. We just, we just roll into the shoe stores buying some shoes. But, and he would often say that. And it was not until when I said, you know what, God, like, let's do this friendectomy thing. And he said this he said, it costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. Ask the surgeon, do the work. It costs you nothing. Pro-mobile. And when you do that, watch stuff change. And he'll bring things into your life that you never knew that you needed. Right. And you'll be fulfilled. Because I think we think we have quantity. Mm-hmm. That's going to give us a quality. Right. When it's, it's the other way around. Right, yeah. right. And so it, I think that's, that's, that's the, wow. the thing that's the toughest and the hardest thing to do. John is so shook right just, now. I, this happens every episode. <laughs> it's just like when Lex was talking about like her, like just being... It's just kind of like it's just kind of like just sounds like being stripped yeah. of everything. Like I think it really does take being like stripped of everything right. to find everything. And um, it's like I, I just remember like like a year ago, you know, being stripped of a very toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, I think that's just just comes to how like like how good God's grace is because. It's like I wasn't even praying for anything to be stripped. Mm-hmm. I was fine where I was at. 
I was just like, okay, like it's toxic, but I love her. <laughs> and also just scared of yes. like what it would be like not to be in that relationship because right. she was the only thing I knew. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know how he found me. To be honest, sometimes I think about it because I wasn't even praying. Mm-hmm. But he literally just he said, "I'm going to take this all away." Because. Mm-hmm. Who you are right now is not the John that I intended you to be. And this wasn't intended. (laughs) But like, he literally stripped her, the apartment that I was in, the money in my account. (laughs) It felt like sometimes. But literally, he stripped it all away and he forced me to really rely on him yeah and face him <laughs> nobody else i remember being evicted in the process of being evicted like no the eviction was happening like mm-hmm. it was happening whether i liked it or not mm-hmm. but i remember sitting in my room with just a mattress wow. and like lily calm down um and literally it was just me in a mattress and i just remember just praying just like god just i just I need to find a way out of this like, I have nothing. Like, I'm literally stripped of everything. Like, I'm heartbroken and I'm broke. And those two together are <laughs> trash. <laughs> Being heartbroken and broke is a pain that I wish on nobody. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's like, I, I remember just facing him. I was like, Lord, I just, I just need a way. I need you to save me. I really do. And literally the next day, he stepped in. Wow. He wow. stepped in and provided... A church provided me two Walmart gift cards, $50 each to get gas and food. And ever since that moment, I went to Anchor Bend. Like, y'all know my story, but mm-hmm. he put friends in my life. He like, yeah. the first, it's so crazy. The first people that he introduced me to were Nico and Mandy. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. She's, she's acting wild. But like, friends that I never thought would exist people that I never thought could care so yeah. much that could yeah. love so hard yeah. like they do mm-hmm. and then it, it was just it was just a chain effect like God yeah. continues to put pe- person after person mm-hmm. and then we're here at this podcast with you with KJ and Michael and it's just it's crazy just what God fills you with if when he strips away the things yeah. that are negative in your life. So I don't know why I told that whole story, but at the same time, <laughs> like I think that it's just so powerful. It's, it's so great to pray those bold prayers. But I, it's just, we just have such a gracious God where he finds you wherever you're at. Yeah. Like he searches for you no mm-hmm. matter where you're at. Yeah. That was random. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh. I think, I, I think one of the things is I, I do, I do feel, I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow. But I do feel that we're running out of time. Mm. And not meaning like the world's ending tomorrow. Yeah. But it's one of those things where there's stuff that God has told us that, hey, this is what you need to do. And we're just sitting there. We're just like, I don't want to do it. I'm I'm content with where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where I think it's could it, it, we, you have to think about it. Like, could it be if we make that move, the person that God really has for us is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be a number of things. It could be us having to move to Montana. Um, yeah. 
moved to Wisconsin. <laughs> People think I do a lot of moving lately. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> but that, those, that's what I'm saying. But it's like one of those things where if we say this is what we, we trust and we believe in that, like, are we willing to put faith into action? Right. Because it's, God will never force anything on us. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, I need you to do something like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? I, yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. I think that goes right. back to what KJ said, like, relationship takes two mm-hmm. i think it's easy to pray mm-hmm. the prayer of god do this in my life but god's like okay but you're gonna have to take these steps as well so wrap uh, with the wrap up just just two questions in round table so and we'll start with lex what is your what does your next look like yeah i think like in life Wait, in general do you think or do you know <laughs> are you talking about life? Like I'm in general, about everything, everything. Like okay, what, is, what do you, what yeah. do you feel like your next? Like God is. What do you feel like your next oh, is? <laughs> I feel so good on the spot. I mean, I'm um, here for this though. <laughs> Let's go. Right. Man. I'm gonna keep it real, in brotherhood. So, yeah. right. like, what do you feel like? If we're keeping it real, well, oh. really, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're keeping it real. Keep it real, girl. It, and I think I've been. I feel like I've been wrestling it with the Lord as well. It's like, I just don't, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I went to school for ministry and like to be full times at a church somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's just not what's happening right now. And I think I was at the point where it's like, kind of like devastation or kind of like, man, God, like, did you just bring me here to leave me? Like, did you forget about me? Like I'm right here. And I feel like I've been going, like having those thoughts and, something a revelation that i feel like the lord really gave me was because life is hard like needless to say like and i think when we become christians we think like life's going to be great Mm -hmm. all happy joyful and the truth is like you have a target on your back like the enemy wants to destroy you Mm -hmm. because he knows that you now know your purpose like you're connected to the lord and something that he reminded me of like these past couple weeks is um like just a process of refining and I, like I shared this like a couple of days ago. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like God's just been reminding me of it. It's like gold doesn't become pure until it's in the fire. And then in the fire is where all the impurities start to fall off of it. Wow. And then it's pure gold when it gets out. Yeah. And so I think for me, like that's kind of what I've been experiencing. It's like life's hard. There's been trials. Like I feel like I just... I don't know what my next step's gonna look like, like job-wise, mm-hmm. like I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Yeah. And I think it comes down to like, God's just refining my character. He's made, He's allowing me to grow. He's allowing me to be mature in Him. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm at the point where it's like, I'm not gonna force any doors to open. Mm-hmm. God, I trust you that you will open the door when it's the right time. And I think that's a beautiful spot to be at. And so I think with my life, that's kind of where I'm at. And yeah. I think that's okay. Okay. Cool. That's good. Yeah. yeah uh, so my next, and I mean, of course, I've realized that this season that I'm in, you know, my word for the year was change. And of course, you have your own thoughts about like, what is change going to mm-hmm. look like? Um, and so, of course, I came into 2020 thinking like, okay, I know it needs to change. So I'm going to work <laughs> on that. Well, you get into counseling and you're like, yeah, no, that ain't it. (laughs) No, that wasn't it. And so one of the things that I had to work through um, like week after week after week was make a decision. 
and trust yourself. So that's just been like my whole life's like <laughs> anthem is like I can't make a decision. Like mm-hmm. I can't decide if this is it because of the fear am I going to make the wrong decision, yeah. you know? And so God really, you know, for me, my change has been make the decision. Mm-hmm. And so there has been this just, you know, like dream that has been on the inside of me for a long, before I even became a Christian. And I mean, I grew up in church, you know, and when I say before I became a Christian, before I actually started my, like walking it out. Yeah. And so there's just been this dream, even before I started walking this out, like, why do I love children so much? Like, what is it about them that I just naturally gravitate uh, to? And so I felt like there was, I was um, in my senior year in high school, and this is kind of long, but I'm trying to wrap it up. Uh, I was in my senior year in high school, and I was um, in this pals club. And so I was, we went to the YMCA, like the after school program. Mm. And I'm sorry, it was a boys and girls club, the after school program. And... I felt like I was like in that in that moment I didn't recognize that it was God but mm-hmm. now looking back I'm like that was God and I felt like there was like this is this is what I want you to do mm-hmm. like this is this is your what you're gonna do mm-hmm. and I was like you know I don't really want these bad kids <laughs> like after school you know um oh, but since then I feel like there's just kind of been like this rebirthing of like just do what I'm telling you to do Mm -hmm. you know and for me I'm like I can't do it like Mm -hmm. I don't have the money I don't know people Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do and so I talked to you know a really trusted person and they were like you don't have to know everything you just gotta make a move you gotta make the decision and for me it was settling in my heart like this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, there is, I'm giving myself a five year, like timeline of finishing up, you know, like just child, early childhood development and opening a childcare facility okay. and hoping that from there it will, because the whole, the whole dream was like a school, a mm-hmm. school for kids where it's not just education. It's, they are going to learn about God mm-hmm. because I made them like Mm -hmm. they need to know who I am because even though I grew up in church, I didn't really know, you know, Mm -hmm. like nobody taught me in my house and kids are at school for eight hours a day. They learn more at a school than they do at home. And so, you know, this person was like, they have loans for, for people, you know, they have so many different things that you can do, but you have to make the decision that that's Mm -hmm. what you really want to do. And so I was like, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And and so that's just kind of what my next is. Now, I mean, there's going to be a whole lot of other different things. But for me, like, in me finally making a decision, it's, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Because nice. that's what has been on the inside of me. Yeah. And like you said, time is running out. Yeah. <laughs> and if, yeah. I, yeah. if I don't do that, then... I'm going to have to answer mm-hmm. to God, like, yeah. right. you did not do yeah. what I asked wow. you to do. Yeah. And so that's just kind of what. Michael. Uh, man. You next. <laughs> <laughs> I would say definitely um, just continue writing books. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is just writing books and um, 
trust in the process. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and I'm, I'm comfortable at my age. I'm comfortable at the, on this journey. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not stressing. I don't stress. I mean, because um, I know it's, it, you got to get to a point where you, you truly just trust God. Like, yeah. I'm just not even worried about it anymore. Like, I just, I, I literally take my day as God. I wake up in the morning. Thank you for this day. I'm trusting what you have, whatever you have for me. And I keep moving on. I think the biggest thing for a lot of us, especially as Christians, is um, not be afraid and to truly trust God, like give everything to him. And it's easier said than done because sometimes it's just like we want to know what the result looks like. Yeah. But God's like, no, nah, I can show you because if I show you, you're going to take another road. You're going to take another detour. You can get on that feeder and you need to stay on the highway. And so for me, it's just continually trusting the process. And trust the process, you'll get there. Yeah. So, yeah. really good. John. Um, man, like I just. COVID, COVID's a different. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. COVID's yeah. like a different season, man. I. But if I had this. Something that God, I feel like, has been speaking to me during this time, transition to the season that I'm going in, is believe in me and go get it. And I never thought those words would kind of mesh together, but I think during COVID, God has kind of, re- he's uncovered a lot of my purpose. Nice. Like, that was, because I, because, uh, yeah, word. Here we go. Um, I think a lot of the time, like I'm new to this Christian journey. Mm-hmm. I've only been in it for a year. And y'all all can relate to like how it is. Mm-hmm. During this Christian journey, you're, you're basically reborn again. And you have to, you find different ways of doing things. You have to find a new identity in Christ. And it's, it's a journey to say the least. Mm-hmm. And so on that journey, you know, I found purpose in serving. Mm-hmm. But like I have back in my head, I always knew God had a bigger purpose for me. Like I love serving, but in what capacity does He want me to serve? And that's really what I He's unveiled. He's unveiled to me, and that all started when I decided just to start losing weight. Mm-hmm. And like originally, like all I wanted to do, like like I just wanted to lose fifty pounds because mm-hmm. I wanted to look better, feel better. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing because, like, halfway through, he was like, okay, but what if you actually took that and used it to impact somebody? Wow. And he put, oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to, but it's like, cry. it's so amazing how God is because not only, like, did he put people in, like, I remember sitting at lunch with Pastor Chris during this pandemic, and one thing he she only starts whining when I start talking. <laughs> Be like that. <laughs> Let me in. Uh, I remember sitting at lunch with Pastor Chris one day, and the first question he asked me is like, "What are your dreams?" Mm. And I was like, "You know what? I haven't actually thought about that." Yeah. And he said, "He was like, man, like it's never too late to start thinking about your dreams and start mm. pursuing them." And that stuck with me mm. because after that conversation, I prayed about it, and. The next week, my boss was like, hey, for this camp, can you lead all these workouts for a week at five in the morning? 
I was scared, but I was like, no, yeah, I want to do it. Wow. Mm. Out there on the basketball court, leading workouts five in the morning every day. Wow. And he's like, okay, I was watching a video one day, like just a motivational video. And I was like, man, it'd be cool to do that. And I felt him say, no, you can do that. <laughs> wow. No, like you, you, you are not less than, like I created you to be powerful. I created you to, to have an impact. So you can do that. Wow. I was like, okay, like I can do that. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> and I put feet behind it, and I said, okay, what resources are at my table? I have a freaking roommate that does this. <laughs> <laughs> he really does this, and it just started clicking. And he just started. God just started putting everything into place. I was like, okay, where do I film at? Oh, my friend from high school who loves God, who's doing real well for himself, owns his old gym. Hit him up. He's like, yeah, bro, I'd love for you to come do that. Like, just let me know a day and time. I'll open it up with nobody there. Came wow. and filmed it. And just the key thing, I like, he said, if you just focus on the impact that mm. I want you to make, everything else is going to fall in place. Just focus on the impact. Mm-hmm. Focus on the impact. Mm-hmm. That's all I thought. I was like, man, if I can just change one life, if I can just impact one person, if I can just speak to one person through this video during this season that you can do you can still pursue those dreams despite your circumstances and your environment like that's all worth it and it came to pass wow and like that was like creating that video was probably the best thing that ever happened in my life and the feedback that I got from it because like I got DMs for people saying that man I really needed this Mm -hmm. that's cool and like that that just put more fuel in my fires like like I know what God wants me to change lives through fitness yeah. mm-hmm. and he wants me to build a business he wants me to build a brand off of this and that's the season that I'm in I'm like God you told me that you want me to do like now from this point on all I'm doing is putting feet behind it mm-hmm. I'm just running after it chasing after it and just trusting you so mm-hmm. that's the season that I'm in <laughs> KJ KJ what you got, bro? <laughs> oh, um, actually, no. This is very easy for me. Where is my next? Yeah, that's right. Actually, I think I'm in the exact same boat as Lex right now. Um, yeah. And I am what? I'm about to be 26. And to be honest, where my life is at now, I don't know. You made 20 cents so good, talking, bro. So <laughs> 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 but, uh, no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, where my life is at now is not what I expected to be at all. So, which, you know, I've come to realize that if anything, my journey is just starting. Mm-hmm. Um, all the things that I've wanted to do, planned on doing, has pretty much, like, disappeared, gone away. Um, the only thing that's really stuck as far as creating art, music, stuff like that, and... Um, no, it's very cliche. I sound like probably everybody that's on SoundCloud, but uh, <laughs> you know, oh, man, music, my art. That's you know, that's really what I'm pushing on. I don't know where that's gonna go. You know, I may be off touring Puerto Rico somewhere, yeah. or you know, this might just be a fun hobby I'm doing right now. But right now, that's I think that's the only thing that's been consistent. That guys like keep going with. So um, yeah. much like she said. Um, this is a year really for, of um, being refined because 
Um, right now, I said, I'm just like figuring it out. God has taken out so much out of my life. Um, and at this point, hasn't replaced it yet because I think he's still just kind of like moving, mm-hmm. moving that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's why everybody's been um, talking about, I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook, but Netflix has a new movie called The Kissing Booth 2. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm watching it. I was actually watching that before I came. I, yeah, I, 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 I was watching it the way too, and uh, I forget what the girl's name is, but she L. has... L. Yeah, L. Yeah. She has these monologues. I still haven't finished it. I got like 20 minutes left, so I'll finish it when we leave. But she uh, she's yeah. talking about like... Because um, she's going out to college, and she's like... Um, so they ask, what... How do you what do you see yourself in five years? And she's like, something to the point of like, I don't even know where I'm gonna be tomorrow. So how can I mm-hmm. tell you where I'm gonna be in five years? And when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. she's preaching. So yeah, my journey's believe it's just started. And yeah, tune in five years from now on <laughs> I put season twenty five of the Brotherhood, and let's see where KJ's at. <laughs> so I got I'm gonna, I'm gonna change up two things real quick. So. Last week, a listener sent in a question, and they were like, hey, if you're not married and you're in a relationship, are you single? Mm. Yes. Yeah, I would. I mean, I've even heard, like, pastors say that, too. Yes. It's like, yeah. you're, and then what you're was not. What, 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 why would y'all say that? So, Cause cause, you, so if I'm you're in a relationship. I'm trying to think of a good word. Like, you thought like, the answer that I gave. Wait, wait. <laughs> we know the answer you oh, gave, but if you're not married, <laughs> they didn't even listen. Are, are they don't you, know what I said. Are you single? So <laughs> I say yes because of yes of me hearing like you know other pastors saying it, but um, I think for me personally, like or just logically, I'm thinking even though this person and I are in a relationship, like we both know that we yeah, both know yeah, yeah. we're in a relationship. We haven't made that covenant yet. Mm-hmm. And so because yes, we're not because we're not one yet, we're still separated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. you know, mm-hmm. because when you get married, you become one. Mm-hmm. So when we're not, that makes us two, which yeah. means that yeah. I'm still a single, yeah. you know, person. Even when you're married, of course, you know, you have your own personality, your own stuff, gifts, whatever. But I'm just talking about in the context of like relationship versus marriage and I think that's just for me it just makes sense I'm like we're not married that doesn't give you the right to like go out and do like single people stuff because you know some people will take it that way on these streets (laughs) (laughs) for real but I mean that's just that's how I look at it yeah and and and, I'm sorry no no you go ahead I was gonna say the reason why I think that is because even though we're in a relationship, we're not married. I'm not gonna play house with you yeah. until we're married. So that's how I'm seeing. That's how right. I look at it. No, I <laughs> ditto to everything she said. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in a relationship, and like I, if that, that's the mm-hmm. the question, I would say like you're single. Like mm-hmm. we we haven't made that covenant. And I think too, you said something about. Um, like that doesn't give you permission yeah. to, you know, <laughs> go off and do whatever yeah. because you're in a relationship. You're practice like I would yes. look at it like you're practicing to mm-hmm. be married, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, right. if we make that covenant, like I'm not gonna do single people stuff. Mm-hmm. So right. when I'm in that relationship with you, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that either, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, so KJ, you you said something <laughs> last week that, <laughs> that was just like, <laughs> well, so 
let us know what they, what you said. Like, All right, you, so <laughs> I said it was one of the sermons. You know, Pastor Jim, he, you know, uh, it was when you were talking about what is when is how do you know something is too far? And you know, he said until you're married, that person is your spiritual brother, a spiritual sister. So, you know, <laughs> how do you know if you should be doing it? It's like, well. Whatever you're doing, should you be doing that? Would you do that with your sister or your brother? That has stuck in KJ's head, obviously. Yeah. That's why I'm still single now. <laughs> you're like, you're my sister. I you're can't. Like, you're my sister. Yeah, we, either get married or there's no baby. Or get away. Yeah. But no, I, I think if you look at it like that, like, you know, you're you're still single until right. you're married because that's what because yeah. it helps you hold one. boundaries. Yeah. It does, yeah. you know, yeah. and and I think yeah. that's like even if you have to ask how far is too far, yeah. you've already, already gone, gone too far, far yeah. you know. Definitely, so definitely good stuff. <laughs> KJ, yeah, KJ. I mean, he's he's he be over here wild. Like, uh, <laughs> I love that. Boy, man. All right, so real quick, one last word, Lex. Yeah. Uh, one last. What, what's one word you have for? The listeners, you've dropped a lot of stuff, content, mm-hmm. understanding your journey. What is one word that you will have for our listeners? Is this about like relationships or just in general? It could be for either. Yeah. Whatever's on your heart. Um, I would go back to the process of refining. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that I read this book called The Bait of Satan and it's by John Bevere mm-hmm. and it's about offense and it's about living life free of offense. And if I can just be really you know, candid and honest, like I have definitely walked through a fence like mm-hmm. these past couple of months, like um, moving back from Alabama mm-hmm. to Texas. And I didn't know that I was offended until I honestly read that book. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was a victim. I was, you know, convinced that I was right. Everybody else was wrong. Yeah. And when I read that book, I really felt like the Holy Spirit like just removed the cloud from like my eyes mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh like I can see I'm offended <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like I see it yeah. like That's I see good. it yeah. for what it is yeah. like oh my gosh and it brought me to a place of like apo- like apologetic like mm-hmm. I went to like my leaders and like apologized because I didn't know that I was in the wrong until mm-hmm. like God revealed that to me mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the enemy's tactics is to get you distracted, get you offended. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started learning about the process of refining and knowing like life's not always going to be high up there. It's not always going to be this joyful kind of thing. Like life is hard. And when I say that, like, I mean it, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) life is hard (laughs) and like I'm 22 Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm like, Lord, I want to like, I quit. Like it's, like, last, I was literally there last week. Like, I was like, God, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do ministry. Like, I throw in the towel. Like, Same. I'll, yeah. <laughs> it gets to that point. And, like, I was at the point where I'm like, Lord, if I have to go back to school to finish my education degree, like, I'll do it. Because mm-hmm. I'm done. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I think God is so funny because he lets me feel that way. But mm-hmm. then he reminds me, like, you're called. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like you're not going to be fulfilled unless you do what I've asked you to do. Wow. And the safest place to be yeah. is in God's will. Wow. Like nowhere else am I going to be safe mm-hmm. unless I'm doing what he's called me to do. And, wow. and he just reminded me like of gold. He's like, Alexis, you, he's like, you've got the talent, 
but your character is not there. Wow. Mm. And that was so hard for me to hear. Like, mm. honestly, that was... <laughs> It was so let me hard. Take an offering up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me do my cash Digital cash app. But like, and like for me to hear that, that was so hard for me mm. to hear. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and God just reminded me, like, if I gave you everything that I've had for you, you your character cannot keep you there. Wow. It can't keep you there. Wow. And and He just reminded me, like, I'm I'm walking you through these things, these feelings of offense, mm. unforgiveness whatever it is he's like i'm walking you through it so that when the time comes and you're ready to 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 have what i what i have for you you're going to be ready wow that's good and so wow. just Jesus. for encouragement like Preach, keep going like be honest with your feelings mm-hmm. if you're offended with somebody talk to them about it um yeah i think it comes down to just trusting the lord and constantly being in his word honestly wow. like it got to the point, like, when I tell you life has been hard, it's been hard. Like, it got to the point where I, like, fasted for a week, like, mm-hmm. and it's so cool. To, like, I have friends that are do it with me, like, Cheyenne mm-hmm. fasted with me. And I think it, that awesome. goes to say, like, you have to have That's people awesome. in your corner, too, yeah. that are that are willing, you know, to, go, to do that with you. Yeah. And, yeah, it just got to the point where I'm like, Lord... I don't know what else to do besides mm-hmm. being in your presence. Mm-hmm. And I think wow. that's the safest place to be. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, and I said this word earlier, but I think, you know, because I, this has been my season of walking through it and maybe somebody, you know, who's listening, it may be the same season for you, but commitment and not just, I know we talked about relationships and not just relationships, but commit to doing the things that God has called you to do. Commit to losing weight if you want to lose weight. Commit to writing a book if you want to write a book. Mm -hmm. Commit to healing if that's what you need. Commit to serving and loving people well. Like that, for me, it's just been this commitment. And because I have been going and, you know, through uh, the counseling of like, make a decision so now i'm committed to making a decision and when it gets hard i'm gonna remember no you committed to that when i want to tap out i'm gonna remember no you made this commitment um commit to to going deeper with god like for me i'm like god knows i'm like lord i love you i know i've been slacking um (laughs) we've all been there but you just go back to making that commitment and so it may seem like you know a word that's tossed here or there but it really is a powerful word you know and so that's yeah mr kj man all right so final closing thoughts uh, you know, I'll tell you guys this. Um, you go really deep when we do this. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like my story. Ready, man. <laughs> oh, um, you know, going back to relationships, everybody, sometimes we try to be something we're not or we tend to put these walls up because we're afraid that somebody may not like us or stuff. Um, heard that um, you go on the Basket Robins, there's 31 flavors in there. Like me personally... I'm a chocolate guy. If it's chocolate, <laughs> I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a, everybody's got a flavor, mm-hmm. and you're somebody's flavor out there. You know, oh you got you got gosh. the regular, the normal flavors. This, this is true. Rocky Road. You know, yeah, you know I your your main analogy. ones: chocolate, yeah. strawberry, vanilla. Yeah. You know, pretty much somebody's gonna like one of those. Yeah. Um, but ice, you never have ice cream sitting there like, oh, let me look good for this person, so they come <laughs> pick me or. 
let me fix myself. No, ice cream, it just sits there. Yeah. And somebody's going to wake up one day like, I want some ice cream, and they'll go get it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're that weird flavor, that caramel, mint, bubble gum, <laughs> pistachio one, there's somebody in the world that likes that weird flavor. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just cool. sit there in the freezer <laughs> and somebody's going to be like, give me a scoop of that one. Wait. This is true. Yeah. It's always deep. Yeah, it's thank always, you, thank I you. love that. That's why I stay so silent because I'm overthinking. I'm like, that's actually really good. Yeah. What flavor are you? That's the, I think that's yeah. the, what flavor yeah. always is a great question. Yeah. 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 Definitely bubblegum. I'm, I'm something nutty. Mr. John. Um, I... I just, I love like short phrases. Mm-hmm. That's always just been my thing. And uh, I just love the phrase, today is the gift. Mm-hmm. Because we just really, we get the opportunity just to, you, you hear the cliche saying, we all get the same 24 hours in a day, you know, yeah. can't get time back. <laughs> the same, you hear those same cliche sayings, but the saying, today is the gift, it's like when you look at it like that, that you know it goes back to the same like we are called like we are here on earth for a purpose like like this life that we have is a gift and it's tough we go through struggles there's a lot of rough pastures there's a lot of suffering but man like we we get to wake up mm-hmm. and do it and we get to wake up mm-hmm. and do it all over again so today's a gift it's just like just being able just to take advantage of take advantage of the gift that god gave us mm-hmm. with this breath that we have today mm-hmm. and just, just just getting better every day i think you know a lot of times we we really don't know where we're going to be right. five ten years mm-hmm. but i think the most important part is like i mean just make that small decision yeah. to get better just a little bit every day because ultimately that's going to add up and ultimately that like whether it's adding that five extra minutes to your prayer or adding that extra five minutes to your worship or creating that habit and sticking to it yeah. and yeah. just whatever you feel like it, you need to get better mm-hmm. each day with, like focus on that. Mm-hmm. Focus on just getting mm-hmm. that small bit better. And I think that habit is going to come in place and everything is really just going to continue to, to work out. Yeah. So I think the, the uh, we've, we've heard from everyone you know, KJ says you can be anybody's flavor. So. I love that. <laughs> you, know, so you know, you just, you, there's some, I think in, I related to, hey, you're, there's someone out there for you. Right. There's someone out there for you. Yeah. Yeah, you're that. somebody's flavor. That. Exactly. You're somebody's flavor. <laughs> Come on. Put, put down on a t-shirt. Brotherhood merch. You're somebody's flavor. And I think that's key because sometimes we always want to be like you said, like you look at the social media and whatever they say, this is this. Yeah. You got to be this. And we're like, I can't be that because that's not me. Right. Um, trusting that and then appreciating every day's gifts, mm-hmm. the gifts yeah. that God gives you. Um, whether you wake up in the morning and it's raining and it's being down on your window or yeah. the sun is out. Right. Appreciate that. And then the other thing is the commitment piece. Don't be afraid to commit. Yeah. Um, I think it's really hard for us to commit to some things because we're like, uh, I really don't know what to do. And then when it passes us by, we're like, crap, you know, what if? Um, and so I think the biggest thing we, you know, we have to understand, hey, 
trust the process take every advantage that God gives you um, run with it um, if you're in a relationship you're not single you're well you're single <laughs> you're not married so I think that's right. the biggest thing you gotta understand that and then God has someone out there for you um, and I think that's the biggest thing we've talked about the finance piece um, but just trust the process trust what God has for you um, give him full control of every single thing in your life and then everything else will be. It's hard to do that. I think it's, that's the biggest thing. I think it's really hard to do that, but it's easier when you do that. So, um, ladies, I do appreciate you guys being yes. here. Thank you, for having us. Thank you, Cheyenne. Thank you, Lex. Yes. Definitely shed a lot of light. Because <laughs> yeah, that was so different. You know, because like, we're trying to figure it out. You know, we can assume because <laughs> you know we're like we can assume and then because, exactly. And we had some people who were like, hey, like. That's great, but we might have some ladies on here straight. Right. They, they were straight checking us. They were like, <laughs> so, you know, we do appreciate it. Um, yeah. Like I said, we, um, we'll do, definitely be doing a giveaway. Uh, we're working on some little stuff here for the book. But um, yeah. like, once again, if you got any questions, um, hit us up. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for um, listening to us. Um, any last words, fellas? That's it, man. We're good. Ladies, do you have anything? Great. I just want to say thanks. This yeah. was so much fun. Y'all are cool. We all yeah. crushing it. Thank you. KJ, one last word. Head us out. Come on, man. You got something. Theme music play. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good one. Peace.